That is really what makes the difference between, I think, an average couple and a power couple. You have to create an environment where they know that they won't be judged for past mistakes or for things that they don't know. Talk about bitterness, resentment, and just like cheating yourself of a good relationship. Welcome to the Rad Money Podcast. We're Rebecca and Dylan, husband and wife and financial coaches for married couples. Do you and your spouse want to reach financial freedom and start building wealth, but you're not sure where to start? Have you tried to budget and pay off debt, yet you struggle to see your net worth actually increase? Rad Money is the finance podcast that helps millennial married couples get on the same page about one of the toughest topics they will face in their marriage. Our goal is to help you and your spouse work together to reach your financial goals and strengthen your marriage along the way. Welcome to today's episode of the Rad Money Podcast. We're going to be talking about four reasons why your spouse doesn't want to talk to you about money. Being able to talk about money is so important. So today we're going to talk about some reasons why your spouse may not be interested so that you can work through those and have better conversations about money. Before we dive into those four reasons, just a quick reminder that tomorrow is our live event for couples who want to build wealth in the new year. If your biggest goal in 2024 is to start getting intentional about building wealth, and working as a team, you're not going to want to miss this. Click the link in our show notes. It's tomorrow, Thursday, January 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And we're really going to be helping you build your strategy so that you reach your financial goals in the new year. But with that, let's talk about why these reasons are so important for you to understand. Why is it helpful for you to maybe understand why your spouse doesn't want to talk to you about money? Well, by understanding the reason that your spouse doesn't want to talk to you about money, then you're able to work through that reason and you'll actually have good financial conversations. But if you don't know why your spouse doesn't want to talk to you about money, you'll never be able to have the conversation at all. Yeah, you need to know why so that you can work through it. And then once you work through it, you can have these conversations that we're always talking about being so important all the way from budgeting to your bigger picture financial strategy, right? It's really critical to understand what the reason is and what's getting in your spouse's way from feeling like they can have these sorts of discussions with you or even just wanting to, right? Because right. it, might, it might not be that, it might just be that they don't want to do it. Yeah. But even that is very helpful. So even if that's the reason that they're giving you, if they, they just don't want to, the thing is, is that it's never that simple. Now, there's right? a reason why they don't want to. Yeah. There's, it's never that obvious. It's not just, oh, I'm just bad with money. It's not these really vague surface level answers, there's always going to be a why underneath that. So that's what we're talking about today. We're saying underneath those kind of BS excuses, these are four reasons that actually are why they're not talking to you. And working through them will lead to actual conversations. These are also opportunities to improve other aspects of your relationship. Because by getting that deeper understanding of your spouse's like point of view, what they are working through themselves, those individual challenges that maybe they have, or maybe you need that feedback so that you can be better for your spouse, right? These are all opportunities to improve your relationship. Because if you can work through this in the financial aspect of your life together, you can also work through similar things in other aspects of your life. Right. One of the things about the financial conversations is that they can be difficult and hard to get through. But if you can work and get through those hard conversations with finances, that means that you'll also be able to work through other challenging conversations that may not have to do with finances at all. So let's dive into the first reason why your spouse doesn't want to talk to you about finances. And that is they don't want to be a financial burden to you. Yeah, they don't want to bother you with their financial problems. Yep. A great example of this is student loan debt because most of us show up to the relationship with the debt 
right? This is something that we had prior to getting into the relationship. And so we see this as our own problem. This was me. I showed up to the relationship with $30,000 worth of student loan debt. I didn't want this to be Rebecca's problem. She'd worked hard not to have student loan debt after college. I didn't want her to take care of it. I wanted to deal with it myself. I didn't want to hold Rebecca back with what I thought was my personal problem. But what I didn't realize was that my problem actually already was our problem. And that by me trying to deal with this by myself meant that Rebecca had to wait for me. I was holding Rebecca back either way. She's either waiting for me to pay this off or she has to help me pay it off. But when we worked on it together, it only made us stronger. It only helped us get through it faster. But it took me so long to realize that we're a team and we get to do this together. I didn't realize that my it, I was fortunate enough to have someone who could help me, who was willing to help me. And when I finally accepted the help, things got a lot easier because I didn't have to deal with it by myself. This is what a lot of people who are trying to clean up their own messes and avoid feeling like a burden with their spouse. This is what a lot of people don't realize when they have this feeling of, I don't want to be a burden, so I'll just clean up this mess on my own, is, is that regardless, you are holding the relationship back. You are holding your spouse back. Everybody's kind of getting cheated in this situation because if you're trying to pay this off by yourself, then that's going to take a really long time. And while you're working on it, you're not going to feel like you can afford to do the things that your spouse is going to want to do with you, right? Yeah. So there's still going to be this financial friction where you know maybe your spouse has the financial flexibility to do certain things, but you feel like you can't afford it. And so now you're arguing about what you can actually afford to do as a couple and all this sort of stuff. But when we come together and like for the two of us or like we've seen a lot of our clients do when we got married, two became one. We're doing this together. Let's overcome this together and then move on together. That is really what makes the difference between, I think, an average couple and a power couple. Sure. Honestly, yeah. It's just being able to say, hey, we're shouldering this together. Let's go. I got you. I think really the burden is when you want to do it by yourself or if your spouse wants to do it by himself, that's actually the burden because then it's going to take longer. It's going to be harder. There's no support. And so it just becomes more of a challenge. It's going to take longer. Whereas when you do it together, like Rebecca said, it goes by faster and then you just get strengthened through the process. Yeah. So if this is something that your spouse is maybe even vocalized to you, like, hey, that's my student loan debt. Like I need to deal with that. That's my thing. Really encourage you to to help them to understand, help them see that you are their ally here and that you can really get through these challenges together. And when you do, it not only strengthens your financial situation as a couple, but it also strengthens your relationship. Because when you do these hard things together, when you work towards something so big as debt freedom or just any really hard goal, I mean, we've done a lot of challenging things yeah. together and it always just brings us closer together. So helping them to realize that can really open them up to the opportunity to work together and, and pay off the student loan debt in this example. Okay, so the second reason that your spouse doesn't want to talk to you about money is that they don't want to be controlled. Yeah, they don't want you to tell them what to do. They have a fear that working together somehow means that they're going to lose their autonomy, that they're going to lose their individuality. Then they feel as though coming together is only going to hurt them. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to control them, manipulate them, and strong arm them into doing things that they don't want to, right? And I think that this a lot, a lot of this has to do with narrative or examples that we've maybe had laid out for us about how other couples have managed money. Yep. So the fear is very, like, it's legitimate, and I think that it's fair. But what your job is as their spouse, if you have good intentions and that's not what you're trying to do, you have to let them know that. Exactly. So it's really important to address this concern, feeling like you're going to use this as an opportunity to control and manipulate them. Gosh, if they've ever been in a relationship with a narcissist, definitely like understand this concern. But you've got to let them know that that's not you. 
that's not what you're trying to do, that you have their best interest at heart, and that you really value their input and their individuality is very important to you. That it's not about control. It's about working together as a team and building the life together that you both want. Not one person having all of the input and the other person just having to deal with it, right? This is actual equality here. Both of you at the table having these conversations and voicing your needs, your wants, your desires, your concerns, et cetera, hashing that out and coming to solutions together as a team. Really, the working together part is how you're going to get to your goals faster, how you're going to overcome obstacles together is by addressing them full on as a team. Otherwise, it's just two of you working separate plans. How do you expect to get to the same goal or work together if you're working two separate plans? You just can't. So bringing your spouse in, letting them know that you want to know what's important to them so that you can include it in whatever you're going to do is so important. Okay, reason number three that your spouse might not want to talk to you about money, they're feeling a little insecure about their financial IQ, so to speak, how much they feel like they know about money, or maybe how their past lack of financial knowledge has led them to making some mistakes in their past, and they're feeling a little embarrassed about that. They don't want to talk to you about all of the ways that they've screwed up in the past because we don't want to look bad, right, in front of the person who we love the most. We don't want to look foolish. We don't want to look dumb. So we avoid the conversation. Now, that's an easy way to not look dumb is by not having the conversation. Exactly. We see this a lot when it comes to things like credit card debt, where, I mean, just everybody knows that credit card debt is is bad for you. Like, it's just, it's not good. It's the financial equivalent of eating too much fat. You know, it's just bad for your health. So when your spouse might have that credit card debt that they feel like is their own personal thing that they're trying to deal with one way or another, they just don't want to talk about it. They already feel enough shame and guilt themselves that they avoid the conversation. They don't need you adding to it, right? Exactly. They don't want to be judged or even worse, this past mistake is going to be held against them in the future. Yeah, that's the absolute worst is to have it lorded over them later so that it's used against them as ammunition in another argument later or as a reason why maybe you should be able to make more of the financial decisions in the house, right? So you can use it as kind of this way to say that I should have more say because you do irresponsible things. So if you do things like that or they just have a fear that you will do things like that, they're not going to reveal the truth to you. They're not going to reveal their past mistakes or want to even talk to you at all to expose that they are ignorant in some way about personal finances, right? It's a vulnerability thing where they feel as though it could be weaponized against them in the future. So let's not bring it up. So if your spouse doesn't want to talk to you about finances because that's not their thing or they've made a mistake in the past, then you have to create an environment where they know that they won't be judged for past mistakes or for things that they don't know, that they can just talk to you about finances because you you really do value what's important to them and you can help them understand. You can show them what would work and what doesn't work, but you're not going to hold it over their head. So if they understand that you're going to help them out, that you're going to fill in the gaps for them, they're going to open up and talk to you more about the finances. Very well said. It's all about how you meet your spouse when they share things with you, when they decide to be honest. What's your reaction? How are they met? And again, this is a huge one. If you can do this about financial topics, then other things in your life, in your relationship will be easier to talk about. If you can talk about past mistakes that you've made with your money, it's going to be easier to talk about some other mistakes that maybe you've made in the past or are currently making or whatever, right? So so you can build upon this. It's a building block in your relationship so that your spouse can feel safe. They know you're not going to judge them. They know you're not going to hold it against them. And instead of that, you're actually 
the way that they become better because you are an al- again, you're an ally. Yep. You're someone who says, okay, I see your mistakes that you made. Now, how can we be better? How can I help you be better? Do you want to be better? <laughs> right? <laughs> Great question. Right? So it's just a building block. And this is just another way that your marriage can help you be a better version of yourself. All right. And so the last reason that your spouse doesn't want to talk to you about money could be you. It's always a great place to start, honestly. You really should always start here. We just put it at the end because it's It's, a hard truth. Yeah, it's a tough (laughs) pill to swallow. But (laughs) whenever your spouse doesn't want to do something with you, before you think it's something wrong with them, what could you be doing better? What kind of environment are you creating that potentially isn't making it an open place to talk about finances? Exactly. Are you too controlling? Are you too judgmental? Are you making your spouse feel like they're a burden? Are you doing that to them? And are you giving them proof to further solidify their belief that they can't talk to you about money because you're going to judge them, you're going to control them, or you're going to make them feel bad? Yep. (laughs) Because from your spouse's point of view, you don't play well with others. Anytime that they do try to have these conversations, it turns into something that they, they feel like it's not in their best interest. So if you're too controlling, they'd rather just let you have it your way because from the way that they see it, you're going to steamroll them into agreeing with you anyway. So let's just skip past that. I'm just going to throw my hands up and just let you do what you're going to do. Yeah. Avoidance is just easier than having the conversation. Exactly. Because you're not if you're not willing to collaborate and include their ideas and you're just going to tell them the way that things need to be because you know better than them and they've made past mistakes and all this other sort of stuff, then what's even the point? Why do they need to even bother with it? They don't. Just let me know what I need to do. Okay, moving on, right? Talk about bitterness, resentment, and just like cheating yourself of a good relationship. Right. Right. So if you're doing these things, if you can see yourself in this, then not only do you need to acknowledge it, but you need to check it because this is so incredibly self-centered. If you're making it all about you, it's your way or the highway. You're always trying to just like strong arm your spouse and doing things your way by manipulating them, essentially making them feel bad for the things that they've gotten wrong in the past or just saying that, you know, best that is not a team player and that's going to kill your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're worried that you could be doing this, you have to first own it and take responsibility for your actions. And then you got to go and you have to ask your spouse what you can do better for them and listen and don't be defensive about it. Make sure that you're asking questions about what your spouse wants and needs and actually seek to understand those things so that they can really tell it is important to you. You're showing that their opinions matter. And if in doing so, you realize that your spouse is concerned about feeling controlled or that maybe you genuinely do hold on to control too tightly because maybe you're a bit of a control freak, which, (laughs) you know, not me at all. Or if maybe you are holding on to control a little too tightly, trust your spouse to lead. Do a little role reversal and letting them lead for a while, letting go of the reins and see what happens. If you're the problem, listening and trying to understand your spouse more is going to go a very long way here. And if your spouse is concerned about being controlled, just let them lead, period. Yeah, just taking a back seat, honestly. And this can be scary for you too, because there's probably a reason why you hold on to control so tightly, why you are so judgmental. Maybe you're living in a lot of scarcity. Honestly, that's where a lot of this might be rooted. Having a scarcity mindset and fear that if you aren't the one controlling the money. It's just going to disappear. There's so many reasons why we do all these things. But if you're holding on too tightly, but your spouse's biggest fear is that they're going to be controlled, then you have to kind of let go of the reins a little bit, trust them to lead and work towards these solutions together, have these conversations 
to work through these different challenges. But just to recap what those challenges are, again, the first reason that your spouse might not be talking to you about money is that they feel like a burden or they don't want to feel like a burden. Number two is that they don't want to be controlled. Number three is that they don't want to be judged. And then the fourth one is that you're making it hard to talk about money because you are too controlling or you are too judgmental. That makes them not want to talk to you about money because they don't feel like their input matters. Or if they do sit down, then they're just going to be guilted and shamed for the past mistakes that they made or the things that they don't know. So these are just four reasons why your spouse might not want to talk to you about money. I'm sure there are plenty more, but Really, the point here is to figure out why it is that your spouse doesn't want to talk to you about money so that you can work through it and the two of you can get more involved working together because that's the only way that you're going to really make progress. Otherwise, you are both going to hold each other back. It's going to be fractured. It's going to be painful, annoying, and cause problems in your marriage. So this is how you avoid it is you just recognize what is it that's getting in our way? Why do we really avoid this so hard? And then how can we overcome that together? Another way that you can really come together and start to have better money conversations is to attend events like our live event that we're having tomorrow. It's for couples who really want to build wealth in 2024. Not only will this event help you to build a strategy, but it'll also help facilitate some better conversations with your spouse about money and help bring out in them what goals they have, what they want their life to look like and what their vision is for your future together. These conversations are going to naturally evolve out of this event where we're really diving deep into topics like optimizing your income, increasing your cash flow, strategically investing, and then getting on the same page. So we're talking about all four of these really big topics in this free online event that's tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. The link is in the show notes. Completely free, but a huge amount of value. But we really hope that you will join us And that's it for this week. And until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And And we're we're Rad Rad Coaches. Coaches.